Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Getting proper mental health care can help you feel more like you. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, insomnia, relationship issues, workplace stress, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can use your FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. Hi, it's Dave here. I'm with my wife, Kathy. Hello. And we are here with very special guest, my friend and director, horror director, Alex Matheson. Oh, very, too kind, too kind. You are a horror director. <laughs> yes, I am. I, I am. Maybe direct, not a good one, but direct horror I'm trying every day. And he's modest. <laughs> so modest. So we brought Alex on. Well, basically, this was your choice, Alex. We said, we want to, we want to bring you on the cinema. What do you want to see? And you said... Uh, Hereditary. Hereditary. <laughs> uh, so you picked the, the most uh, gruesome, terrifying movie of the year, I think is what people are, are, are yeah, saying. Yeah, the hype of this film... The posters alone are suggesting this is a landmark in horror. Yes. Now that excites me. So that's what I'm all about. I just want to know if this thing delivers. I've got to know. Expectations are high, yeah, I think. Scarily high, worryingly high for me. <laughs> yeah, but I, I fear for this because I this mean. This generation's it, exorcist. I'm like, whoa, big I guns. Know, it's that's like, a big guns. You're <laughs> just like, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about that. But um, so very excited. Crucially, we don't. Um, me, me and Kathy have been deliberately avoiding anything about this. So we don't really know anything about it. You've seen, seen the trailer, trailer. Alex. Yeah, we seen, haven't even seen I've that. I've seen the trailer. I've heard that the director is pretty much his first big film. I think he's done a few little things. And I love Tony like Collette. you. We're gonna, this is going to be you in five years. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like, the dream. And everyone will be like, I, I think his name's Alex Matheson. He's, ju- he's done a few small things. He was on that podcast. What was it called? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. They've gone bankrupt now. <laughs> well, I love Tony Collette. I do know she's yeah. in it. But horror, um, I'm excited to watch your movies, Alex, which I haven't seen yet. But um, I'm so excited. Or, sorry, that's not what I meant to say. I'm so terrified to see this movie because I don't watch horror movies. It's the one genre I don't watch because I get too scared. So even on this podcast, we've done like what 110 episodes, and I th- have we only ever done one horror movie, The Exorcist. We did The Exorcist, and this is this generation's Exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> so we're tying it's it up. It's a sequel. Yeah. And, and the, Exorcist, <laughs> the next generation. Like, let's face it, it's a very, very, very good movie, but I wouldn't say that it was like the scariest movie did I've you ever see seen. At home in. At home on DVD. Yeah. See, yeah. Uh, see, the, yeah. I think when horror is best, it's in, in a cinema. cinema. Yeah. And uh, when I saw Get Out in the cinema, I kept looking at the crowd and just going. I wish I could make 
a, an audience do what this guy's done. It was he owned every everyone yeah, in the we cinema. We saw that at home. We didn't do a podcast it's episode, just, but we watched that at home. And the, he won't let me go to horror movies. <laughs> you can go to horror movies, which is not doing episodes, but because you're coming on this and it is Tony Collette, yes, we're doing it. Um, I reckon it's I'm, quite cerebral horror as well. I don't think we. I don't think this is a splatter film. I don't think we're getting arms and limbs and. I hope not. <laughs> no. I yeah, that's scared, what I want. The most scared I ever was in the cinema. You know, two movies. One was the American Ring. I was oh, yeah? completely petrified and and, and thrown it? off because. I didn't, I didn't know what the ring was and it had a 15s rating so I went in like yeah no big deal and basically came out crying and the second one was I found really terrifying was The Orphanage which is by the director who made Jurassic World yeah that's an, a, one of the all times so when I saw so that so scary so perfect yeah. so perfect so we've watched that so but many times I was before. listening Excellent. to your podcast about uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom <laughs> and I actually felt like it was massive film with two halves but the second half you could see the horror director trying yeah. to get out yeah. oh. there were scenes in that I was like this is not for 12 year olds no, <laughs> the teeth horror. the 8 year old child the gnashing teeth I was like this is proper horror movie now we've got <laughs> into a horror movie funny you bring that up because we mentioned at the start of our Jurassic World review that it felt like a horror movie and then we kind of forgot to elaborate on it but yeah it was the ending it was the last couple of scenes yeah. but didn't work in the context of the movie but yes yeah. totally shifted massively didn't no. it no oh yeah. my god we're reviewing Jurassic we're World Fallen Kingdom again we've, we've <laughs> slipped into the last episode also we haven't explained that normally if you're new to the podcast it's Dave and I walking to and from the cinema obviously oh, yeah. today we have a special guest and instead of walking to the cinema we're sitting in the bar of a cinema and yeah sometimes we cheat sometimes we cheat <laughs> we got here we, did, we didn't make Alex come to our house and then walk to the cinema <laughs> we just decided to meet him here uh, but, um, I right, just had, had a large glass of wine so I think that might have dulled my senses a little bit for this I don't think dull your senses yeah. that, or make you more terrified. Yeah. Well, right? it makes me very sleepy, so I don't think it'll make me more oh, terrified. Cathy's not going to last at all. Yeah. <laughs> all right, come on, let's head in. Okay. We'll see you okay, in a bit. Cool. It's heartening to see so many strange new faces here today. I know my mom would be very touched and probably a little suspicious. My mother was a very secretive and private woman. It's Grandma. You know you were her favorite, right? Even when you were a little baby, she wouldn't let me feed you because she needed to feed you. She was a very difficult woman, which maybe explains me. I recognize you from your mother. What? Sometimes I swear I can feel them in the room. Okay, so uh, wow, we just we just got out of a hereditary. We're we're walking Alex home. Um, that was. Uh, there, I feel like we're all a bit we're all a bit sort of muted. Yeah, <laughs> the cinema was completely silent <laughs> for that whole movie. It was a, like it was really tingling. There was a great atmosphere in there. Yeah, like I mean, he had us in the palm of of his hand. That that writer director, um, like you could just like. Everyone was just curled up. I was like, I was scrunched up in my seat. Yeah, like I, I think there was enough, there was enough moments in the film that led you to believe something big was coming, and that was good about it because I definitely felt that it, it was a long film, so you definitely wanted to think something's happening, right? We're going to get somewhere, and I, it delivered something at the end there. I went, oh, I liked <laughs> yeah. it. I was like, that is an idea. <laughs> That is a, that is a, that it is had an ending. an ending. We'll say that. We won't say yeah. anything more uh, for now. But uh, I guess, Cathy, what? Uh, how do you feel? How do you feel? Are you all right? You were a bit 
You I were mean, a bit sort of clawing at me a Well, few for times large there. parts of, of the movie, I just didn't look in the screen because I felt like jumps were coming. Um, and I don't like jumps. But, okay, first of all, I completely understand the comparisons to The Exorcist. I get it. Um, I really enjoyed the performances. Gabriel Byrne did not know he was in this movie, and I'm a big fan, so I enjoyed him. And then I was thinking, because this movie was a bit long, he looks like the priest from The Exorcist. Yeah, he does, yeah. Was that intentional? Like, they look like the same person. Um, And then the teenage... Also, also, um, Gabriel Byrne has been in Stigmata, and that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, End of Days, End of Days which also oh, yeah, I was thinking of had, End to of do, Days. had to do with exorcisms, right? Um, and so I enjoyed him in this, and then I really enjoyed the teenage boy Alex Wolf, who we saw recently in Jumanji, which is a movie that yes, we both really Yes, that's where he's enjoyed. from. I, yeah. not, I kept saying, who's the, where's that guy from? Yeah, I took me halfway through the great. movie, I just turned yeah. to Dave and went, Jumanji! Yes, he <laughs> um, did. And then, and then all these elephants appeared. Yeah, <laughs> and then this young girl, Millie Shapiro, who I haven't seen before, but I thought she was fantastic. She was cool. She yeah. was really cool. So I read that she was, um, she's got a Tony for her performance of, as Matilda, and she's not, a, she's not like that kid at all. She's like a, a stage star. So <laughs> right. the performance, pretty much across the board from that kid, was incredible. Yeah, to go from incredible. Matilda to that, yeah. it's like yeah, it was impressive. But yeah, so do you know what? I'm a little bit disappointed because this is my kind of you know once every two years horror movie that I might go to and I wanted to be like completely terrified like if I'm going I really want to commit and I was waiting to be terrified and and I think almost the anticipation like you said the director was kind of promising me that I would be terrified and in the end I wasn't and it all fell apart but we'll talk about that in spoiler street so I'm a little bit disappointed I wanted at least once or twice to actually scream out loud which is which is what I expect from a uh, I feel like movie. we're going to disagree on this. Uh, um, Alex. Well, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm a little bit disappointed, but that's only because I had such high hopes, and I think it's a very good movie. Did you think it lived up to all its this acclaim? It's oh, yeah. I think it's, I think it's a really good movie. Um, I just, okay. I'm slightly disappointed that I didn't jump out of my seat at any point. It didn't deliver for you? It didn't, no. It didn't deliver on the... The promise of you know intense horror, but albeit yeah, you were terrified, you were scared. You were looking at the screen. You were you were literally like <laughs> grabbing my hand every ten minutes. Yeah, but I I was I was excited because I was waiting to be really scared, and then that never happened. So it was almost like my imagination of what it was going to be delivered more for me than what it ended up being. But isn't that the experience of being scared? The anticipation of it. Yeah, I but I want argue. both. I want to anticipate and then have it deliver. Okay. But anyway, Alex, onto the professional. Alex, oh, not quite. Uh, I, I have similar feelings. I think it's certainly a brilliantly put together film. It's very the pacing's very strange, and I definitely felt it. It knew it had a, it has this big ending, so that's fantastic. But I did feel it dragged to get there. Yeah, it did drag. And the, when slowly the pieces start falling into place, you could have done that in twenty five minutes if that's all it is. And there were, I thought there were too many moments where they'd set something up, and then it was just discarded just to suit a suit the suspense and the narrative without actually being integral to the film yes Chekhov's knife chopping tomatoes yeah I thought that, and all the, <laughs> the model houses slow down everyone <laughs> yeah I, the model houses I'm still wondering about the allegory that's trying to be I thought it was going to like turn into the miniaturist all of a sudden have you read that yeah. book oh yeah I was I've heard of it yeah, yeah. miniaturist action and then that kind of never came to anything so would, I mean would you would you recommend people watch it yeah because I mean, as a horror fan, like I watch a lot of bad horror films. Horror films are notoriously usually quite bad films, 
but usually they're reprieved by one moment of intense insanity or magic or something and that film definitely had moments where you go you're not going to forget this moment yeah. <laughs> look what I just did there weirdly some of the bigger things that happened in it I actually felt, felt flat because the trailer had done some given a few things away but yeah. there were some great little moments in that film which I will treasure and file away under how can I repurpose that for something I might do in the interesting I feel like I'm a lot warmer on this, this film than you guys I thought it was like absolutely brilliant I feel like that was like absolutely masterful I was like hooked the entire time I think it fell over at a few points for me and I think we'll t- we'll talk about that in spoiler tree but overall I thought that was just genius I, I, I really 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 dug it I thought he's got you dug it I dug it I dug it dude <laughs> it thumbs up I dug it <laughs> It's Dude. a rip riot. <laughs> it was tubular. They should put that on the poster. I dug it. Dave Forkery. <laughs> um, but I think let's let's get into details here. I think I, I, I would recommend it. Sounds like you guys would. Oh, oh I, I absolutely recommend it. Yeah. yeah. So I go- totally recommend it. Just maybe temper your, your scare expectations a little bit. I, yeah, it's that's a good point. I think it might not. I think if you're going um, to this movie expecting a sort of jumpy thriller roller coaster uh, scare fest which is a, a term I've just made up um, I don't think you're going to get that it's very slow I was more scared by a trailer for a movie we saw what was that trailer with the guy from Stranger the Things Marabone. the Marabone yeah, the Marabone yeah the story of the Marabone petrified that did look good yeah. so it was the guy from Stranger Things and um, the guy from right now I'm just wondering from that movie with um, Viggo Mortensen Captain Fantastic, Captain Fantastic. yeah he was oh yeah he, yeah that, so that looks really scary that's a good movie that's a great movie yeah, yeah. Um, we're slipping into another we're review we're slipping now. into another review <laughs> of <laughs> the trailer alright yeah, let's uh, recommend let's... it now turn off if you haven't seen it because do not listen to spoilers for this movie if you haven't seen it this is a strong yeah we're all saying warning. we're all saying go yeah. see this movie and I yeah. think go see it in the cinema because I think it's I think as Alex said earlier this is a good you know, horror movies are great in the cinema, and this is a great one with an audience. Except that people kept fucking opening the door behind us. <laughs> yeah, uh, the light kept coming the light, in. Didn't yeah, yeah, that was that's really it, annoying. Like, sorry, everyone, cinema. You shouldn't have such a bright light when when a door is open because usually what cinemas have is there's a door open, then there's a little um, bit of darkness, and then there's another door. Yeah. But every man is just like yeah. straight into it. But it really broke the it broke the tension it quite did. a few times. Okay. All right. Spoilers, so we're, spoilers now, now for Hereditary. Let's not go to the ending yet, but we've no. got so much to say there. Um, so, I there were a few things that where it fell over for me, and as I said, ni- I thought ninety eight percent of this film just really worked. I loved, I loved his eye. I thought there were some really like amazing visual cues in here, like the red light in the uh, in the the barn that kept coming on, yeah, and you see it reflected of- in his eyes. <laughs> And then there was a red light to the top right of the screen that looked just like Yes, it. oh my God, yeah, that was freaking me out. That? that freaked me out yeah, too. Yeah, that yes. was freaking me out, yeah. It was like 4D. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about our screen had a weird red light. Yeah. Um, there, a few 4D things, for 2D prices. I, I, I'd like to talk about what didn't really work for me. The the whole sort of um, ghostly... The, the way he, the, he uh, imagined the ghostly spirit as this sort of like reflective light reflective blue light yeah, like a laser you'd imagine like a nine year old in the 90s would have had <laughs> yeah that, that felt it also reminded me a bit of Donnie Darko or something it felt you know like yeah that, uh, it had that sort of time travel wormhole type yeah 
that's what it was yeah. calling back for me but that felt like almost it was from a sci-fi film it wasn't quite scary enough um, yeah it was a little bit hokey wasn't it that didn't really work for me um, and also I thought I loved how the movie delivered its storytelling it doesn't really tell you much for the first three quarters of it it's very much you pick up that there was a mother that she's a spiritualist like the visual exposition is very very well done and it's very lean on on um, uh, it's, it's very good on show don't yeah. tell but until you get to the end and then that was so prescriptive the end wasn't yeah. it wasn't it I was that's like, like we to- get it guys we, yeah exactly <laughs> Tony Collette we're, we're on this journey with Tony Collette where she's in the attic she's looking in the books she's like oh my god it's the same woman it's the same rug and yet, like, we get it and then her Gabriel Byrne shows up and she tells him everything we've just seen for five minutes yeah. Yeah, and she's then, like look look Gabriel the book the joy of that was that to be fair like we it's, it's very cleverly unraveled that it appears Tony Collette not only had an incredibly traumatic childhood in that her father for reasons we will find out at the end and brother had horrific deaths and then she clearly had um, some sort of like postpartum psychosis and and also during pregnancy really didn't want to be pregnant and then apparently when she had a daughter her own mother tried to breastfeed the daughter judging by the manic little miniature thing that she was, was making why would you that make that terrifying. miniature it's whittle my mother's breast yeah. <laughs> that's so oh, fine. That's I guess it was her way of dealing with things Tony Clare had a lot of weird shit going on so I did enjoy at the end when she's figured it all out and she's trying to explain to Gabriel Byrne like there's always this kind of MacGuffin-y thing in a horror movie that if you destroy this like the the tape or in the ring or whatever yeah, yeah. if you destroy this we'll all be saved and she explains it all to Gabriel Byrne and we're totally think he's gonna do it and then he just goes you're crazy I'm done with you and I'm calling the police and then he dies two seconds later and, and that it- was I enjoyed that and I think they needed the scene of of her explaining it to him for him to just go I'm done with your crazy and and I you think know. that's the bit in the trailer that you were I referring was so to was angry really when yeah. they started saying that out because that, they used that one image and as soon as I saw it I knew who was in the image I went oh I know what's going to happen oh, here shame. and that, break, that broke me because I thought that scene was so building to something special and then one little flashback it's bad trailer boy bad that's trailer I don't watch trailers I never yeah. no no them. but I hadn't seen the trailer either but it's um, that's a very prominent marketing still yeah it's that's still they've yeah. used oh, yeah. it? of right. her standing in front of a living room with a man set on fire okay yeah. so it's like yeah we knew how that scene was going to end if you'd even seen a, a picture uh, but we need to I think we, we've skipped a little bit too far <laughs> right um, so first of all if you've got a son who we presume is about 17 and a daughter who's about 13 do they say don't and send them to the same party. Your seventeen-year-old son. She's really going to find people to play with. <laughs> and your daughter, right? At, 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 Don't send her if she's got nut allergies. Send her with the, the epipen. Send her man. with an epipen. Yes. <laughs> and they went to the funeral without the epipen. They, Why they did they bring, didn't bring it anywhere. They established very early the on. The daughter is very antisocial. I think so supposed angry. to be maybe intellectually like younger than her age. Because she's 13, she should at this point not be eating nuts if she's not supposed to eat nuts. And every time she eats, her parents have to go, Are you sure there's no nuts in that? Because we didn't bring the EpiPen, because yeah. that lives at home. Yeah, we don't bring the EpiPen <laughs> out with us. I mean, like, we bring Calpol out with us, like, we've got a baby. If your child's got a nut allergy, yeah. you take the bloody EpiPen. Um, so I just, like, it, 
it was a little bit for serving the plot, not the characters, for Tony Collette to say to the son, who blatantly is going out to get high and drunk with his friends. Yeah, yeah, take your 13-year-old sister. Bye, I'm off to build my miniatures now. Like, no thought at all about, like, five-year age I've got, I've got to really finish the detail on my mother's breast <laughs> yeah. for, the, uh, um, for the pivotal uh, breastfeeding my daughter scene. And then the daughter just gorges herself on what appears to be nut cake, right? And then... I think it was the knife came across to the cake, didn't it? Oh, is that what it was? So they see, they see the same knife, but I thought that was it. I didn't know if it had, like, just huge chunks of nut in it. I don't know. It was just ludicrous. Oh, is that it? Oh, is that it? So the knife had been... Yeah. Oh, we saw someone chopping walnuts. Epic, oh, I just got it. Oh, oh right. Well, see, I didn't get the knife chopping walnuts because I'd already seen a knife chopping tomatoes earlier, so I was like, oh, my God, the big climax is going to be something to do with knives. There was a lot of point, chopping in this movie. There, point, there was, mo- there was almost like a, a recipe video on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the daughter at the party was ridiculous and then you know you know something terrible is going to happen and strafe home but honestly it completely that shocked me what happened that was shocking scene. yeah that was shocking epic that was amazing I, know, I actually I yelped where they forebode that with the pan earlier on the pigeon well, no the shot earlier on is they pass the, they, the car passes the very the, can I, I'll say it yeah the post the car oh passes and it's the got post. the mark on it and it sets yeah. out perfectly because you see when you come back to that exact scene you're like oh Jesus oh, that's so that. foreboded brilliantly that must have been one of the scenes I was getting proper mental health care can help you feel more like you that's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services including therapy and medication management Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety insomnia relationship issues workplace stress and more You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can use your FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. Covering my eyes. But the the post had the symbol on it that the witches were using or whatever. So basically, does that mean they knew that it was was going to happen? It was was all Does that mean they were chopping the walnuts? The daughter had already been possessed at this point. So the daughter's body is already possessed because she's been clicking. Oh, so so Payman wanted to get out of there. Yeah, Payman wanted a boy. He didn't want a girl. Oh, right. He was like, no. And that's why Charlie. They were keeping the girl, like, alive, essentially, so that that spirit could move on at the right time. And because she even said, Grandmother always wished I was a boy, to which Tony Collette responds, and she also wanted to feed you. <laughs> right? but, we, but we all assumed at that stage it was like... Bottle feeding? Yeah. yeah. Have a, here, have a spoonful of mushy baby. <laughs> no, I assumed bottle feeding. I wasn't thinking they were talking about a weaned child at this point. So yeah, that was all just... Comp- uh, I mean, that was when I was really enjoying it. Um, all that stuff. And then, just like the same with most horror movies, by the end it all unravels and just gets a bit too silly for me. It was like, it never lives up to the promise, does it? See, le- Except right. for Alex's movies. Are we, are we going to talk about the end then because I think we can all agree it escalated (laughs) Um, it did did go so I did feel there was a real issue with the film where too much weird shit was happening and people weren't reacting in the right manner Gabriel Byrne would be like Jesus Christ what is happening to my family here he just didn't break his cool and he's like in the space of a week like half your family's dead and they've died horrendously Just this is not something you just get over, and I think and that he's re- just like take your shoes off. Yes, uh, remember your SATs exam. No, maybe come for the kid, take the kid out of school for a year, and leave the fucking godforsaken place you're in. Yeah, you're like, listen, I know your sister just died, and you basically killed her, but you need to do better at maths, and yeah. you need a maths tutor. See, I interpreted his reaction as some form of like extreme 
um, Irish uh, Irish Christian Catholic denial. <laughs> yeah, like I felt like that's exactly what his generation would oh, actually he wasn't do in an all Irishman. these situations. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. He did an American accent. He had an Irish accent. That's Gabriel Byrne doing an American that's, accent. That is, was it? That is yeah. just Gabriel Byrne. Trying? I don't think he. <laughs> no, did. guys, he was just having an Irish accent. That was he, his Irish he, accent. At his age, I don't think he needs to. He's just, I'm Gabriel Byrne. I turn up in a movie. <laughs> I'm playing Gabriel, Gabriel Byrne. Byrne. But speaking he, of his I don't age, need the script. I'm Gabriel Byrne in this, speaking right? Speaking of Gabriel Byrne's age. Gabriel Byrne is 68 years of age. Tony Collette is what? 45 years of age. Why are they playing spouses with absolutely no commentary on the fact that he's that much older than her? Well, that just annoys me constantly with any Hollywood movie and it's just such a joke at no, this point. No, I see. I think that it's a prerequisite that if your film has any form of possession in it, then Gabriel Byrne <laughs> has to be in it. Well, then don't <laughs> ask us. But Tony Collette is the mother. No, because, age appropriate. because she was in The Sixth Sense, so she has to be in this as well. I think it, this was just part of the package. No, it just really annoyed me. And that, look, that's an aside and it's just a ridiculous problem in Hollywood at this point. Um, but like, I really he, enjoyed he, Gabriel Byrne. I thought he was fantastic and I thought Tony Collette was fantastic. I I thought he was good as well, but I felt like he was miscast. I don't, or not miscast, but because he played it, the role well. But did it need to be Gabriel Byrne? I don't know. What did he really bring to it? It felt it, like to me, he brought. What was the last thing I saw Gabriel Byrne in? Hmm, was it in treatment? No, I can't remember. That was what was going on in my head as I watched him. Yeah, he's a bit. He's a little too big for this, isn't he? Nobody, no, but you think that, and then I did spend loads of the movie thinking, but he's not really that big anymore. So nah, this is a great role so. for him. He'd do TV now. That's my that's my guess. Oh, he does do. He, well, he did. He did in there treatment. You yeah. There you go. He did in treatment, and he did a BBC show, which I quite enjoyed. Anyway, completely off topic. Um, yeah. So, so the end. Anyway. So the yeah. the granny was possessed by Satan, and her life's goal was to get her grandkids possessed by Satan. Well, I think she was trying to raise this demon from hell, and she needed this host, <laughs> and it kept failing. And throughout these generations, they seem to be trying to find the the, the male figure that could take on this. Oh, so possessed you think, she was pos- you think she was doing it since like her husband the yeah the brother the brother she tried to do it because yeah. there's a throwaway line of exposition where Tony Collette says my brother killed himself because yeah. my mother he said my mother was they, trying to put people in him yeah. oh right okay I missed that yeah, it was that in was the grief cancelling <laughs> thing Oh, so you think... <laughs> which I mean that's so funny that scene she's doing it and she's just like and, and this happened and this happened and everyone's like who the hell is this crazy bitch? <laughs> yeah, that was a really good scene. They're like my daughter. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, they were like getting over, obviously, like bereavement. But then she's like, yeah, my whole family is like possessed and a completely terrifying horror show. <laughs> Hail payment. As soon as Tony Collette met that woman at the grief counselling, I just turned to Dave and was like, baddie. That yeah, woman's a baddie. baddie. Yeah, and then Dave got really annoyed it. at me because he said oh. I spoiled it for him. Well, But it was so obvious. I know, but that's that's how I, I knew you spoiled it for me because the second you said it, I was like, yeah, well, that's definitely But that's what I thought it. the twists were too heavily signed so I thought it was incredibly obvious that that woman was a baddie then I thought it was incredibly obvious that the so-called daughter spirit that they were evoking was actually a bad spirit as well and then what else now I was surprised that Gabriel Byrne dying the way he did but I think ultimately for me what I found most interesting about it with this very rarely happens is that like it's like four-fifths of the way into the movie the protagonist suddenly shifts and it goes from Tony Collette being our protagonist who's kind of trying to discover everything to suddenly the sun and suddenly we're following the sun and he's our hero so I really enjoyed that that I wasn't expecting that like I thought the sun was going to be a background character the whole time but then ultimately what happened with the sun was just so silly that I couldn't like I couldn't take it seriously then I really didn't understand the one thing I really struggled with was Tony Collette 
did she was she on in on this the whole way or yeah. was she because by the end of it it's like she was always going to do this there was like this inevitability to it and yet no no one in that like the whole film fought against this thing they all just went passively along with this narrative where I always love it in a horror movie when someone goes, no, I have to fight the evil. Well, but I everyone think, was just like, oh, it's just happening. I think Tony Collette was fighting it. I think she was just being manipulated. But do you think she when was she, being said, she said that she tried to, like, every possible way to miscarry him when she was pregnant and also in her sleep has had tried to she kill him. She knew this thing was coming. Yeah, I think she yeah. was trying to protect him from the spirit the whole time and that's why she was trying possibly. to kill his body so that it wouldn't be possessed. But yeah. when he was possessed, and now I think this guy's a really good actor, but when he was possessed... First of all, there's a fucking brilliant scene, Alex, that you have to copy in one of your movies, where he, and maybe this is another horror movies, and I'm just, I mean, I don't watch horror movies. He's like looking in the mirror, and the mirror is smiling back at him, but yeah, he's not no. smiling. That was one of the really scary bits. Oh my god, I have, I've had a recurring nightmare of that exact thing. Really? Yeah. It's weird of you. For years, <laughs> I've had that. Hail payment. <laughs> um, and then at the end they put a crown on his head and all these like old flabby naked people were bowing down to yeah. him and I've had that and dream as well. Why was Tony Collette like at one point just like up on this so he's in the attic, she's trying to get into the attic. Next minute she's in the attic up on the ceiling? Yeah. How right. did that happen? That's uh, well payment got snuck in through the other exit, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we don't have to think of the just, I wasn't scared after that point. After that point, I was like, "Oh, this is silly," and I'm. I just look. I didn't turn away from the screen or. She probably scared. crept in when he was uh, distracted by the, uh, the the glowing embers of his former grandmother's <laughs> corpse. I mean, the, the the mere fact we're trying to unravel the the the, the sort of minutiae of the of this movie. But did you think so, Dave? You were like the most keen on this movie. Were you happy with the ending? I will say. Um, the ending was batshit but I think I think it was great it kind of it was weird it landed for me however I, d- I did like this film I thought it was brilliant I was hooked throughout and I think this this writer director is a like total rising star but um, we've kind of hit, hit hit it a little bit already the plot isn't entirely original I feel like I well clearly you guys predicted all the plot points ahead of me it has a real but I've seen it before yeah it has a real mix of original moments and huge cliches and that's what I found really strange that as the film went on like the naked pagan cliche and all those sort of things and then it had some I mean the scene when Tony Collette is in the attic sawing her own head off yeah, <laughs> is yeah. amazing that's I was good. just like okay you've done that, oh, that is, the, sound, yeah, the sound yeah, the sound of so it good. the sound design is like, very good in this I was like that is a visual treat so there are there's surprise the movie surprises you but the plot doesn't yeah I think that's it the difference because the daughter dying was a surprise maybe Gabriel Byrne dying a little bit of a surprise if you hadn't seen the trailers or the, or the pictures but the, the plot dying in the way she did to me was completely shocking that was hugely shocking uh, yeah. but the plot largely plays out exactly as you predict and and as you can you can anticipate this stuff way ahead of time and it's largely signposted like like we said the grief counsellor my mother was trying to my brother killed himself because my mother was trying to put people in him you're like and she's into spiritualism I think I can kind of see where this movie is going to go oh even embroidered and rug it, my mother had an embroidered rug <laughs> yeah. like really is that the best we can do in terms of linking these two women together and it also feels a lot like I think paranormal the paranormal activity series I would say yeah. very different execution but same exact kind of plot why uh, do you think they all had to be headless what was with the bat yeah, that, that's just a thing in the book. That's just like one of those tropes that movie wanted to have. I, d- I didn't feel like they explained that really well at all. 
Oh, Payman. Payman likes males and he likes them headless. <laughs> there was in the te- there was in the text probably. And so at the end, when the the son, which I thought was completely silly, had the, the paper crown on his head, and then he had like that stuff around his nose. Was that from the original? That must be from the original imagery of Payman, that nose thing. Because otherwise, yeah. it was weird looking. Well, that was his broken nose bandage, wasn't it? The exposition at the end of that film was so unnecessary. Put yeah. the crown on his head, end it. You've done it. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm now going to explain who you are and what your purpose is. <laughs> and I, that, that deeply upset me because he's just like, he, this film had treated the audience with so much respect and he had forced the audience to make so many assumptions and eventually we'd all got there and we'd like, okay, we got there, this final great act comes along, you know, if you like that sort of thing. And then it just says, oh, I'm going to explain it to you as well. I was like, come on, man. You, <laughs> yeah. you, you've, served, yeah. you've done so well in creating such a suspenseful, strange movie. And then it was just... I wonder if the studio just went, and you now need to tell them exactly what happened. Guys, like yeah, they there's added a- the voiceover onto Blade Runner. That's what it is. <laughs> it's like, the it's final just cut. Not there was an executive like, okay, guys, I think the movie's great. We've really landed it. But which, what number king is Paymon in hell? Is he number eight? Maybe he's number seven? We need to tell them we've done our research. <laughs> we've read the 101 guide on pagan death demon gods. We've got all this great stuff. We're going to need to set it up for the prequel. <laughs> payment begins <laughs> you know what would have been good though actually now that I think about it so we meet the daughter when she's already possessed so I mean she's terrifying this child it might have been good to maybe see her before that because we didn't I didn't get that she was possessed until the end but maybe well, that was the was point she was, was she possessed the whole time there was no before well because we met them when the grandmother was already dead and the daughter was already completely bonkers like sawing heads off birds and shit so I think yes we I can assume know. the daughter was possessed stop from trying the to add more to this movie I'm not I'm not trying to add more long. she was possessed all the time we saw her hence her wild shenanigans at the party and then she's like when she was like in the back of the car like in shock and the, I know I keep talking about the scene and the brother's like going 120 miles per hour and she sticks her head out the window it's like oh my god it was such a good scene but yeah I think by the end you can't take the scare seriously when it's like Tony Collette in a silly nightdress sawing her own head off it's just like right okay here we go then that's actually not particularly scary I'm still trying to wrap my head around the like the coven which is their plan so their plan was Wait, like stop now while she's I order got a nut allergy so we're gonna chop some nuts <laughs> yeah. then she's gonna eat the chocolate cake then she's gonna come back and stick her head out at this exact point yeah which we know the brother will drive really fast because he'll be high and then we'll put the deer in the road boom yeah he won't go left though easy he'll go right exactly, <laughs> that, exactly. that's the big <laughs> you better go right you better go you can see the ones just naked and then while this is happening you dig up crossed. the mother alright you, have you got this you go, go dig up the mother put her in the attic come on we've got this has to happen exactly like this what I thought was really really I felt like it would maybe be true to the situation because they established that the brother smokes a lot of weed so he's like quite paranoid and stoned all the time and he crashes the car, or he knows his sister's flown out the window, and he just sits in the car. Oh, that's a beautiful That moment. was an that amazing was, yeah, scene. Powerful. And he's that just like. Director King moment, that yeah, wasn't it? It's like, that I'm was just going to sit with looking, the guy all night. I and kept looking away and looking back because I was afraid something was going to happen, and every time I look back, he was still just sitting there. But the confidence of it, he never shows us the body. Yeah. Or, or for until ages. We get, until we get the headlight in the morning. Flash to the head, and that also, was, and that's home, shocking. Goes to bed. Brilliant. And just because he's in complete shock. But then, why was the head in the house in the morning? I would have thought the head was back in the highway. No, it somewhere. was back in the highway. I think it was. Just yeah. the cat was... Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. And but then I mean, he just goes back to school again, which I thought was actually genuinely true to life, because to a teenager, he couldn't be at home because his mom's completely bonkers. And 
What else is he going to do? You're a teenager, so I, he just I, goes to work, to goes to school. I just think he'd need serious counselling. Yeah. I just I think that was there was a few moments where it's like this is too much for a kid to just go back yeah. to normal life. This this how is this family trying to maintain normal life? But I guess I kind of I think you're right, but I think it makes sense in, in the context of the movie because he has a mother who um, lies about uh, dealing with grief. She says yeah. she's going to the movies. Uh, and has to do it in secret. That did make me laugh. Like if your child's been beheaded and your other child's basically kind of murdered them, and you're like, I'm just oh, you can't be flicks. seen going to grief counselling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, off you you got to go to uh, the latest uh, <laughs> Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> and Gabriel Byrne just buys <laughs> yeah. it all. Okay, cool. Yeah. He never asked her about what, what movie. What's she seen? Yeah. That bugged me so much. What did? Oh, it was just the movies. Avengers, okay. uh, Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a Marvel movie, right? So just it's just one of those Marvel, Marvel movie. things. I mean, that would never fly in our household because I'd be like, excuse me, you went to the cinema with me. That would be like tantamount to cheating in our household. So that I mean that. And and she like it dealt with her grief through the miniatures yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And Gabriel Byrne refused to ever confront or deal with grief. So it kind of made sense that he, the boy was kind of trapped between. I these, mean, would you want to be in your house if two. your mother, if you kind of were complicit in your sister's death, and then your mother makes a miniature of the entire scene, <laughs> including you driving the car and your sister's head being on the side of the road? That, that moment, Gabriel Byrne saw that. You think I would have lost my shit? Yeah. yeah. I was like, what the. F- I like when doing? he said, I what need to protect doing? my son from you. But then I'm just bringing him home now. And every time they went into the house, this was weird. Because it's the house they've always lived in, you assume. Every time they go in, Gabriel Byrne's like, take your shoes off. It's like, you're talking to teenagers and your wife who's an adult here. Like, I think I yeah, like that At this point, though. you'd have instilled the take. Like in our house, we take our shoes off when we go in. We don't tell each other when we yeah, go in Yeah, but no, house. but that's a good moment. It tells you a lot about his character. But what? That he likes people to take well, his shoes off? He wants order, 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 He wants order. order and yeah. he t- likes to tell people what to do. Nah, I didn't see it that way. No? I thought it was just like written for us, not for them. All right. Yeah. This feels like a weird note this to end like it on. This feels like a weird note to end it on. <laughs> <laughs> standing waiting All for All I would over. say is, I do find it strange that this is the what this. I often feel like horror doesn't get into the mainstream enough like you see the big blockbuster horror movies which are the sort of fantasy horror movies where the big effects and all the shout to pick this movie as the one film this year that Hollywood go this is the one we're all going to get everyone to watch and we're going to back it and we're going to put the biggest press campaign behind it is batshit yeah. it's a batshit yeah. movie bonkers. I this, did enjoy that yeah yeah, but I you didn't like feel that, like it though. was a mainstream movie at all. No. By the end of it, no. like the pacing is wrong for a mainstream audience. The end is utterly like OTT yeah. and surreal and disturbing and all these things. And you're sort of left with, yeah, <laughs> someone in Hollywood is having a very big laugh at us. <laughs> is it A24 behind this? Yeah, I feel yeah. like they've they've got some very smart uh, pe- yeah, producers yeah, yeah. behind they've the scenes. Done very is that well. our Uber? It is. But before we get into the Uber, Alex, you need to tell our listeners where they can find your movies. Oh, okay. Um, well, I have uh, two movies made. Um, the Tour is available on YouTube. Just uh, go under Screenfest and find The Tour. Uh, yeah, and I'm about I to. You were saying tort earlier. Oh, the tort. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a horror movie about cake. Uh, no, the tour. Uh, that's a ghost story. And then, uh, <laughs> and then the Jitterman uh, is about to be released, probably Ooh. on YouTube. And I've seen the Jitterman, and it's great. I was oh, at thank the premiere. you. Yeah, no, the it's good. was at the premiere. I wasn't sadly. Alex invited. wasn't invited. You, everyone was invited. No, it's, okay. it's all no, coming out now. Well, we didn't know each other until tonight. So. Yeah, yeah. But we should do a cinema right. on your next movie. That would be awesome. Oh, you yeah. can't be in it because you'd be slightly biased. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, um, Alex, and, thank you very much for joining that's us. That's okay. It's it been an utter pleasure. It was a pleasure. In a strange, I'm, I'm not sleeping tonight kind of way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, please uh, let us know what you thought of Hereditary because I know a few of you have already uh, seen it. You've been talking to us. Um, we're at the cinema. The Uber driver's We're getting at the angry. Cinema, the Uber, We're at Uber the cinema. Facebook, Twitter, right. Instagram. Bye. Yeah, I'm sorry. Bye.
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.